The movie will begin in five moments, the mindless voice announced. All those unseated will await the next show. We filed slowly, languidly into the hall. The auditorium was vast and silent as we seated and were darkened. The voice continued. The program for this evening is not new. You've seen this entertainment through and through. You've seen your birth, your life, and death. You might recall all of the rest. Did you have a good world when you died? Enough to base a movie on? Hi, welcome to your Fear the Walking Dead cast. We're back uh, covering, uh, well, covering the Fear the Walking Dead show that we watch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a strong start, wasn't it? Hi, I'm Scott. Uh, I'm here with Beth and Brian Hughes and Mike Zumo, all our regular survivors. And uh, we are back from, uh, well, it doesn't seem that long in podcasting time because I was lazy and, of course, I got the mid-season finale show up just before the new uh, episode of this aired. Uh, so, but we got it in before, just under the gun. So hopefully y'all listen to that, um, because that, that was an optimistic uh, optimistic episode about the future of this show, not just this show, but the show that we cover. Drunk uh, Sharpshooter Strand Show, such promise. Yes, yes, you know, <laughs> uh, there's so much to love about this episode. But we're going to get some uh, housekeeping out of the way first, and uh, it may be unpleasant for some, and it may be necessary for others, me. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're slightly changing the format here on uh, Fear the Walking Dead cast, and we're not going to be doing a blow-by-blow commentary or synopsis of every episode, um, at least for the time being. Uh, I'm thinking we're going to do, with this and the other, uh, the flagship show, we're going to um, just basically cover the the first episode, the mid-season finale, back from the mid-season and the finale. You know, how kind of they write the show. Um, but I, I'm just becoming very frustrated. I'm, like, not even feeling the show enough to want to talk about it every week anymore. And that's sad to me, but it's just kind of where I'm at. Uh, I do actually open invite you guys if you want to cover every episode without me and send me the audio and I'll put it together. <laughs> we can do that, but I just can't do it every week anymore. I just feel like this has been... It's supposed to be a fan show about the, sh- you know, fan cast about the show, and it's just kind of becoming us all nitpicking. And I don't know if it's entertaining for anyone out there because no one will email us. Uh, but Cheap Scott Productions at gmail dot com. I can be persuaded with lots and lots of emails, meaning more than three, uh, <laughs> to continue the format as we had it. If you'd like. How- how is David Pascarelli going to keep up with the show? He wasn't happy. I may be disinherited. Uh, or, or he's just going to have to go ahead and binge it like like so many other people have. <laughs> you got to watch out for his tricky illegal maneuverings. He is a lawyer. He, yes, and, and I hear he's, he's uh, yeah quite agile you know, f- for his profession. Wow. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? I, I heard he has a, a threatening lunge that he does at you or something. Uh, but yes, I already broke the news to him actually uh, before I even broke it to you guys. So I apologize for that. But I, I figured he needed more time to, to process it than maybe we did. Uh, well, it's all about our listener, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and I said I'm, I'm sure at least he'll give me an email saying, "Come on, guys, keep it going." But I said we need more than three. Th- 
three emails to save the show. <laughs> we need at least four. Four. Four would be nice. Uh, so, you know, we could probably coax Professor Allen into it. Uh, but uh, I don't know about anybody else at this point. <laughs> well, well, I hope nobody promised Professor Allen a throne chair. No. Well, <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to come to that tonight. <laughs> Although I wanted to throw a chair at, at several parts of this episode. And that's that's what really kind of kills me watching this. They they ended so strong and, and said Beth was even applauding me. I, you know, gotten gotten okay with the whole Morgan thing. And then within five minutes they just kind of destroyed it on me. And the way we're gonna do this, I've made myself a little kind of template for how we're gonna do the show is like character notes, plot lines, stunt and zombie gags. I'll send you guys all the the template for the next time we meet. Notable music, high points, low points. This is the most organized he's ever been. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. he's had some time. Usually I... Yeah, because he's not doing the synopsis. Yeah, I, well, I actually... This is actually just as long, almost, as my synopsis. My notes in this format, so we'll see how it goes. Um, actually, apparently AMC doesn't even care about this show anymore, because they don't... They didn't have the regular recap that I usually rip in... And, and alter a bit, so they didn't even based bother. On, based on what I watched the other night, that, that shows. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they didn't even bother writing the recap for this one. They were just like, yeah, maybe we should forget about this one. Or they should have just wrote Sharknado, you know, watch the movie and you'll get it. Because, um, you know, that's kind of where they started off, and it really wasn't the best best, best call for them, in my opinion. <laughs> Um, it's raining dead. It's raining dead. Um, it wasn't, you know. It, it's. I guess it's a good concept, but it doesn't really work with physics and stuff. And and it's one of those effects that maybe you shouldn't try to pull it off unless you can pull it off right. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was looking at as a, a deadapult. Yeah. Well, that last uh, last scene, there you literally two zombies that crash into the armored van that you can tell are just like. They literally just kind of come off from the side of the the screen, and it's it's definitely like a low power, yeah, stuntman yeah. hurling device doing it. <laughs> um, whatever, you know, I I still do admire this show for trying some new stuff, but the, those aren't my major uh, problems with it. Um, I'm not sure how to do this. So this is almost going to be like a recap. I'm just going to do like some plot lines. Overall, were you all happy with the the return, or do you think there were some problems? Or, well, I mean, you know, you open up and here's Morgan who's traveled all this way to find himself, and I want to go back now. Yeah, that yeah. that pretty that much just about weird. gave me an aneurysm within five <laughs> minutes of, of. Yeah, I couldn't believe that either. I was, I was like, like, "What the hell? Are you kidding me?" Now, granted, he it's on his walkabout. He found himself. Now he's going home. Yeah, uh, and it's. Alicia was like, you know, almost close to, to talk. She called him out on his shit, and so maybe he's going to reconsider by the next episode. But, I mean, if this whole season is going to be about Morgan trying to get back to Alexandria, man, I'm just, I'm going to I'm gonna go, like, just pick it well, at somebody's house. Here's, <laughs> here's my frame of thought on why they're doing this. Yeah. It's a possibility because they're killing off Rick. Yeah. They're going to go ahead and include Fear the Walking Dead with Walking Dead and get rid of Fear altogether. That, that's actually what I was thinking too, Beth. That does seem plausible. Yeah. Especially yeah, being that most of the Fear characters is, are dead. 
while Rick is leaving the show, that's no guarantee they're going to kill him. Oh yeah, yeah. They're. Gonna... I mean, they should. Yeah, they should. But there's no guarantee. No, if they just well, that'd be even worse to just leave like leave him missing at the end of a season or something like that, and like maybe he'll be back. With, maybe know, maybe he'll just walk walk into the ocean or something. Yeah, with a uh, Rasta guy there that I don't remember his name anymore. Oh, Heath. Uh, Heath. Heath yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you've got a full blown mutiny going on, getting ready to happen on the other show anyway. So yeah. why not exile him? You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, that's kind of my prediction though too. Is that they might be ready to wrap things up possibly, or or they're they're trying to merge in some way, and they're going to move. You know, if this whole season is about moving. Because we've they've already announced they've got a fifth season of Fear the Walking Dead already greenlit. So, um, yeah, they so have I mean, not announced that they have not announced the tenth season of The Walking Dead though. No, hmm, okay, yeah. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if they're working towards some merger thing, like maybe end of the fifth season of Fear hooks up with the last season, the tenth of Walking Dead, and we just have Walking Dead, which. I think they want to see if Daryl can carry a season. I, I really don't see how. I, I love Norman Reedus as an actor, but I, his He's char- going to have to learn to enunciate. Yeah, his character has not really shown huge leadership capabilities in the nine years we've known him. So all of a sudden he's going to become Rick Grimes, too. I, I'm a little wary yeah, of that. But, but, but you see, if they merge the shows, you would get the greatness of an entire season of Althea trying to get Daryl's story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that like would shoot be... him halfway through. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, I said, I guess that's, you know, makes sense for her character. For her and, you know, they basically everyone split up again at the end of this episode. Um, we've got a couple, you know, road stories going on. John and Strand and um, Al and, uh, and uh, June Laura and, uh, you know, Naomi. Morgan. Naomi, June, Laura, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever she wants to be called this week. Uh, I must make John happy. He can call out three different names. You know, women's names in bed, and he, he can't get in trouble for it, no. really. He's <laughs> 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 got at least a 75% chance of hitting the right one there. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to go down some of these plot lines, and then we'll do some character talk. I'll just do my kind of chaotic notes here and see if you guys agree and or disagree uh, so we'll do plot lines and these are in no particular order but I'll try to put them in a, some kind of semblance of an order but um, of course as we just said Morgan wants to get Al to give him a ride back to Alexandria and wants to take the whole show with him he literally tries to convince everyone on the show to come back with him But and our, they, our ratings are better come on come on yeah yeah um, and, you know, basically everyone tells him no, though, which I was encouraged by. So I, I'm guessing that maybe Morgan will decide not to in a couple episodes if they even get all back together by the end of this season. I think he'll kind of squash that idea, but I, and I, it baffles me why the writers would include it, because it just seems like kind of a fuck you to us that have been like, why, why are we doing this in the first place? Um... So I really didn't. You know, maybe I mean I don't know how far in advance this uh, season is uh, written. Yeah. But I wonder if in the first half they realize Morgan on fear is not exactly working, 
and now they're trying to back that a lot. That, that's the problem, though, man. It, it, it was working, you know, finally near the end of last half season. and uh, They they seem to forget that while they ha- we had a hard time adjusting to Morgan being there and while some of us thought that it was a good idea, they're fucking it up all over again by trying to say now he's going home. Yeah, and he doesn't know what the hell is going on there. Don't you think they should have talked to Rick before they, I mean, before they sent him off to fear to find out if he was planning to stay? I I think it's more fan service than anything. It's kind of like pointing at the other show to sit there and say, hey, we're related, and we want you to think about that so you get all your friends to watch. And they're talking about going and joining them up, so, you know, it's getting everybody talking about it. Yeah. then, as yeah, usual, yeah. TV's treating its viewers like idiots, and maybe deservedly yeah. so. But we don't need like like we got an Ezekiel name dropped. Like, oh yeah, that's right. This is tied to the other show because we couldn't tell with the Walking Dead in the title, um, you know. And it just it seemed out of place. It's like reminding us stuff they don't really need to remind us of, um, which I, I kind of accuse them of doing. You know, we don't really need retreads of. That was one of my fears, is that she's just going to keep asking, you know, Morgan for stories about the, the other show that we already watch. And that's kind of what went on a little bit with his pretty much only conversation between him and Al. Uh, the other one is, uh, there was one little kind of interesting plot line of finding the friendly supply box, you know, um, which mysterious supply box, take what you need, leave what you don't, which would not exist very long in this yeah, I don't know. No, there was somebody, somebody would have taken everything. Pretty much. Uh, kind of expected someone to walk out in a, a vanilla pantsuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, the thing with Morgan, too, is, is you know, his, his main motivation, he says throughout the episode, is that he wants to tell Rick that, that Rick was right about Morgan needing to be around people. And he, it's just... And Alicia rightfully points out at the end, it's like, well, you just be around our people. You're telling me to go back and take care of, you know, uh, drunken Strand and useless Luciana. Uh, At least braid her hair, please. Oh, my God. (laughs) Something, Jesus. I mean, I swear, she looked like she'd been on pot and got high off of I don't know what. Uh, I, I really, I mean, how in the hell... Do you not see them fighting in the back of you or hear them? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was just scary bad. That was so stupid. I actually have that as one of the high points, though, is the drunken strand fighting, you know, zombies behind her was <laughs> was kind of hilarious. And, of course, is, you know, the one good line of the episode, these grapes were not meant for wrath, you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Okay. Let's drag Stein back into this. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, other plot lines, Drunken Strand, let's talk about Drunken Strand. Um, he's just a complete caricature of a drunk at this point. And actually, I'm blaming you, Brian. <laughs> you, you, said, you said a few episodes, because you know they listen to us. So you, you said several episodes ago, or, or you know, at one point in our run here, uh, that, why, you know, why don't we see more, like, drunk people, you know, pro- problems with alcohol in this universe. And I was like, well, drunk people wouldn't exist, wouldn't survive very long in this universe. Unless you're like Super Terminator Victor, who actually gets to be a better zombie killer as he gets more trashed. Um, 
Well, you know, some of us play pool better being trash. I always always play darts better, or I just didn't leave any survivors that would tell me differently. Um, (laughs) uh, But, yeah, Drunken Strand, I I like occasionally drinking with Maddie Strand. I always like that a lot, but this is just, he's just... For one, there's no way his little mansion there, there's no way one any wine cellar in the world would have survived this long into the apocalypse. And um, how did this house end up so well kept two years two years in? Yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the other thing. This little, we don't even know how long, but there's been a little time jump between mid-season and, and this, and everyone's kind of in separate little places. You know, you've got John and Laura and Charlie and... In their little bus home, we've got Alicia running off on her own, um, trying to be her mother, and but doesn't want to live with Strand and Luciana, who wouldn't survive a week by themselves because they're both freaking useless. So Victor's just trashed all the time, and uh, his little wine cellar is going to run. I mean, if they're they're planning on doing like a you know um, demon in a bottle with Victor, you know, <laughs> and then show the true effects of alcoholism in an apocalypse where your your booze is probably eventually going to run out. Um, then fine, good. You know, we can talk Unless about that kind Unless he starts finding ways to make some moonshine. Right, and that there's already been, you know, I'm sure there would already be people. You know, we got people selling pineal glands in bars in the apocalypse, for God's sake. So, you know, why wouldn't we have, uh, uh, you know, there'd be stills everywhere. You know, shit, Hawkeye had a still in the middle of the Korean War, so there you go. Um. <laughs> yeah, he might actually be forced to drink the 72 Latour, which is really swell. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Yeah, it just seemed unnecessary and cheesy. And I don't, I don't think that actor does drunk very well, to be honest with you. I mean, he does not he doesn't, but he does in small doses, but not like just... It's just he's a cartoon. I mean, he's literally swigging a bottle of wine like every scene he's in. It's just like, okay, we get it. Uh, Victor's on the sauce a lot lately. We get it. <laughs> you put away the well, hammer now. <laughs> he may be doing some research, you know, off the clock, hopefully. Sure. Yeah, I would be if I was stuck <laughs> well, acting in this he, show. Well, maybe he's hoping that Maddie will come back and keep slinging him back. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, he'll keep slinging him back. He'll definitely start seeing things. Yeah, he just leaves a, an open wine bottle on the uh, on the deck every night and hopes that she'll smell it and, and wander over zombie Maddie so he can drink with her. <laughs> Which I'd be okay with. I'd add some life to the show. I just think it's so odd how they've gotten rid of their main players except for Alicia at this point. Yeah, and I, I'm not really liking what she did here unless she got Morgan's lesson at the end of it, but we, we find Alicia and she's kind of off being obsessive and, uh, you know, yeah, trying to be, you know, her mother and, and her little plot line through the show, you know, ends up her following. And don't and ask it's me so how. Strange yeah, strange. Because she never wanted to be her fucking mother. No. Yeah. No, and all of a sudden, after a couple months after Maddie died, she decided she needs to pick up his mantle. She needs and, to finish the work. And talk about post-it note ex machina. I mean, someone's been... <sighs> placing post-it notes on zombies that she's been finding that say, help me, and she eventually tracks it back to this lumber yard, and the guy's dead, so she didn't get there in time. And I, lo- uh, I love Chekhov's log trap. Yeah, that, oh, that was that was one of the high points of the zombie and stunt gags. We've got a little category for that. Um, 
Yeah, but then she's just in anguish, like, you know, and Morgan tries to explain to her, it's like, oh, come on, you can't know what you're trying to do, but you can't save everybody. And Alicia should have pretty ample evidence of you can't save everybody at this point. She sacrificed a few. Right, and, like, nobody from her original crew other than her is alive, so she should have that lesson pretty well down, Morgan. Thanks, anyway. Um, So I didn't really buy her being that fucked up over it, you know, over not being able to, you know, save one guy, although she's obviously been pretty obsessive about finding that one one survivor um but i just didn't buy it what's really odd is that while she's sitting there and she's praising her mom about how she did all these great things and she had her shit together she really was the most fucked up person her mom did not have well we never got to see any of it i mean it was on the hotel for christ right i mean it was implied that she became this big altruistic person and tried to go out and save people between the dam and the baseball field yeah but we never got to see any of it right so it has no impact at all and so writing that storyline for alicia has pretty much zero impact you know or, or zero believability um so, yeah, I mean, I just, I don't know what happened to the writing on this one, but... See, I interpreted that she's looking for purpose. Sure, yeah. Trying to find the guy in the lumberyard gave her purpose. Right, yeah. And, that, and now she's back to no purpose. And that makes sense, because we're seeing Strand and Lucy with zero purpose. I mean, Lucy was just like, I was just kind of, you know, we get it. Nick is dead. Lucy hasn't had purpose she, in Catalonia. Right, I mean, she's she's... Basically, kind of suicidal at this point. And well, I mean, think about it like this. All right, who's left? You got Morgan, you got Strand, you got John, and um, Coleman doesn't. I mean, Strand doesn't like women. Yeah. Morgan's wanting to leave, and John's you know wanting to hook up with June, June, uh, Naomi, Laura, <laughs> yeah. whatever. June, Naomi, Laura. Yeah, no, I, I would just so, like to show up, John. So, her options are very limited in in more ways than one. It's true. Um, My proposal would be rename the show Drifter John and just follow him. I'm, I'm 100% there. <laughs> I put that right in my notes, actually. With, yeah. with his uh, with his pocket cam. Yep, kill everyone else and <laughs> just send John Dory on the road. And I even put in my notes as like a kung fu thing. Let him be Kane. Just wandering the west, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shooting people with his, his special guns, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lucy, I don't think they, they don't have a clue what to do with her, and I, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make a prediction now that she doesn't make it to the end of the season. Um, well, no, she has no other purpose. She has no storyline. Oh, the no, boyfriend's dead. No, the storyline for her is her and Charlie. They're gonna make the two of them come together. Yeah, great. In a in a in a mother daughter relationship. Lovely. The two most boring characters in this episode. Yeah, let's put them together. That's yeah. a great plan. With the helping of Drunk Strand on the side. Yeah. Yes. The kid is surely gonna die. Oh, that's so. That is so stupid too. That she's now not talking. Right. Yeah, I put that in my notes too. She's mute. And she's scared. You know, she was this. This like badass vulture spy when we first met her, yeah, and now, now she be... she can't even call for help and she's mute and and she's Carl two and we've gone back to the kids leave where they're told to stay 
trope, and everyone has to go fucking looking for him. So, because we haven't done that before. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, it's just like, yeah. Uh, and they didn't make her so helpless whenever she was with Maddie. Yeah. But now, all of a sudden, she's so fucking helpless, she yeah. can't help herself. And stupid, you know, going, let's go to the one house where the woman still wants to kill me. Uh, and leave the book that basically got her boyfriend killed. So that was smart. Yeah. And I just don't know why they made some of these choices in this episode at all. Uh, their plot lines here. Morgan found a radio, so that was neat. So that's going to feed into the... I'll get to talk to Rick someday. Um, we'll, we'll probably hear a voice cameo from Rick eventually this season. and predict that one, too. Or, um, or Eugene. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June is all worried about not being the woman John thinks he loves. Like, he fell in love with Laura. I'm June. I'm not even Laura. And so, you know, we've, June's going to eventually break John's heart or get him killed. So, fuck her. Uh, <laughs> uh, John Dory, as we said, still being amazing. He makes a homemade fucking Scrabble game to play with Charlie. I mean, just father of the year, dude. Uh, Al and June go off on a mission. What could go wrong? Zombie NATO could go wrong, apparently. Yeah. Um, like I said here, Charlie takes off because kids in the Walking Dead universe. Um, and uh, if only they had a sign that a bad storm was coming, like the weather vanes spinning wildly and the birds in the constantly overcast sky. And, and then, of course, and now the opening titles are basically a big storm, so I think we're going to get eight goddamn episodes of a fucking storm this season. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would suck. I don't know how you spin your wheels that bad, but I hope I'm wrong. Uh, and did, did this episode run short a little bit? Did we really need a conversation over the radio yeah. of June telling John that there's a storm coming while he's sitting in the car in the rain? I know, yeah. It, it just seemed like some filler. Yeah, or They just wanted one last, oh, I'm worried about you, you know, after she... I think maybe that was to show that, okay, you know, despite her talking, like, I don't know if, you know, I love him, like he loves me, uh, you know, kind of maybe went away when she realized he might be in danger and she, she might come to the realization that's like, yeah, I do want to go live in his little cabin with him. Um, I love his statement, though, and she's like, oh, how do you know the cabin's even there? He's like, well, I locked the door when I left. <laughs> you know, he was, like, so innocent that way, but so awesome, too. <laughs> uh, stunting zombie gabs, uh, gags. Of course, we have some river zombies. That's always neat. I, I like the design. The zombie designs are looking good on this show. Um, you know, they're kind of keeping consistent with the age of zombies on the other show. Um, it's neat looking designs. The log squish was great. That was just you know perfect. Um, I don't think it would have killed all of them, but they ain't getting up anytime soon. Uh, see the lumber yard, John and June's bus home. Uh, I've done my nitpicks. Uh, I just had some basic character notes here. I said Strand is just the caricature of the drunk. I mean, they really kind of need to dial that back a little bit. Uh, it just is a little silly, and it could get really cartoony really quick. Uh, and there's no way he can shoot that well. I don't care what you say or how much you practice shooting drunk. He should have killed Morgan in that first shot. Yeah, that, that gag only works once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alicia said uh, becoming obsessed with becoming your mom to help her. Um, 
Althea, no real change. Uh, she does, you know, help a little bit out of her own altruistic spirit in this one, although she does mention, she's like, oh, I've got a motive. Um, her own self-interest. Mm-hmm. She does give up a little bit about herself, you know, she does, uh, like, try to give June some advice, and, and then it's like, well, now I'm sounding like my mother, which is why I don't do these things, but she at least listened, and listened off camera, so that was cool. She's not so much in the face with the camera thing. Uh, but she wants those sweet Alexandria stories. I mean, she never, we actually, I don't think we actually ever hear her say yes or no to Morgan when he asked her to drive her to, to fucking Virginia, but... Uh, it's kind of implied that she was going with yeah. him. At least that's how I, I, I think that she, if she thinks that she's going to get some story out of him, she's going to drive him wherever. Oh he yeah, wants yeah, to go. yeah. I mean, yeah. She, uh, th- that's where it was good that they, they kind of started off with him talking to her, and she's like, "I, I want more from you," and he's like, "I'm not going to tell you shit." Like, well, I mean, she knows do, that but... he went off the reservation, you know. She knows that, that that he went to a very, very dark place, even in the apocalypse. Yeah. And she wants that story. She wants to know what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe, maybe that's why, you know, everyone else isn't really jumping on the let's go to Alexandria bandwagon because they're like, you know what, dude, you are kind of fucked up when we met you, so yeah. maybe we don't want to go to the place that fucked you up. <laughs> so. I know you say it's great there and all, but do you really know? Yeah, but you know what? Morgan was pretty fucked up when he got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luciana, again, moping about Nick. More about Nick now than when he died, presumably months ago. Listening to really old music, and she's just worthless and boring and probably becoming suicidal. Um, now, she doesn't, like, want to leave the house. You know, she used to be this badass, you know, wasteland roamer, too, and now she's just like, I'm scared. Um, there's nothing for me anywhere. Like, and, and unbelievable as it is, you know, Strand actually tries to point out to her, he's like, you're living in like pretty much the best goddamn place in the entire apocalypse right now. We have a fucking wine cellar. You know, enjoy. Because <laughs> Morgan's kind of become nihilistic too. Um, and he's just drinking it away. But um, Charlie, my notes just say why. And my notes about Morgan are just why I put him on this show in the first place. Now, did you catch all the stuff that Morgan picked up, though? All the little food stuffs that he got, like the can of Spam, and the, there was a can of vegetables. I'm trying to remember what else it was he picked up. Yeah, well, I, I missed the, the details, but I remember that's where he got the radio. And I thought they all had radios anyway, but... Because um, he called someone on that radio then, and it wasn't like a surprise to them that he was calling. Didn't right. seem. Uh, and uh, yeah, just a tip, pro tip to the show: maybe just not try the zombie NATO thing too much. <laughs> no, unless you can spend some, at least spend you know, go talk to the shark NATO people, spend a couple more bucks. Well, than I'm they really do. sorry. I think they filmed it already, so I think we're gonna have to go through this shit. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a really big umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they don't, uh, like, somehow drag this whole storm plot out to the end and have everyone separated and do what Brian lovingly calls the toilet flush for the end. Because um, that's kind of the pattern for the other show that we didn't like, and we liked that this show didn't do that. So... And now the same people are in charge of this show. Yeah. That's well, the, the writer for this episode... Little... 
Yeah, the writer for this episode was the same one that wrote the episode Laura. That's the one that was in the cabin, right? Yeah, that was a good one, too. I said, I don't don't know what happened here. (laughs) I didn't hate it, and I am going to keep watching. It's not like I'm ditching both shows, but I just honestly can't. If I'm just going to gripe every week, man, I'd I'd rather gripe at the end of it all and do a wrap-up, and I think that's kind of the best thing moving forward. Well, I I think what's going on, though, is... I mean, yeah, it's part the show, but I think it's part what's just going on in the world is weighing down on everybody. So when you sit there and think about a zombie apocalypse show, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not sitting there thinking, man, I'm looking forward to this. It's yeah, it's a lot kinda of it, like, yeah. If it was good, I'd be looking and, forward to it. But then once you get into the episode, you know, you, you, you're kind of like, okay, well, this storyline's going this way, this one's going that way. And what the fuck are you thinking, guys? You know, but... <laughs> We still we watch it and it's not something that we hate, but you know in in the way things are going. But we right are now, getting something. there. Yeah, <laughs> we, yeah. we are because of the choices that they're making. Yeah, we want yeah. something to look forward to, and it's not given that. I mean, yeah. we we will watch it, we'll talk about it, but they need to lift it up a little bit somehow. Now, I was at the point when I was watching this episode, and I was thinking, would I be watching this if I wasn't on the show? Yeah, and but- I honestly I didn't have an answer. Yeah. I probably would be and will be because I'm a complete. Even though I ended this tonight, I, I would watch because I'm a completist that way. I, I watched every season of True Blood, so I have no excuse for any other show in the universe. Right. Um, <laughs> and I watched all of Heroes too, so that you know. So did I. I, I and I watched all no, the small. Though. No soapbox to stand on here. Um, <laughs> but and but I, see, changing us changing the format though, I might instead of watching. So what were we gonna do? Uh, we're gonna do four, every four for a season, basically now. Is so now I time. might watch like the four in a week instead of week yeah. to week. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm kind of planning on. I just I yeah, literally that's it. Like I don't have the 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 urgency to watch it right away anymore. You know, it's like oh, I can't wait to see what comes next. I dread it. <laughs> so. So why, why would you watch a show you dread anyway? But I'm going to because I I do like these characters and I want to see what happens. But and I honestly I was I've been struggling on this with, it, for a while during the break because it's probably because we've invested so much time already. Yeah. We want to see where they're going to go with this, and and as a watcher, we have the right to say, "Hey, you're going the wrong direction. I don't know what the hell you're doing." Bring back Daniel. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I struggled with this during the break, and I was still going to finish out this season of Fear by doing the recaps. And if they had had a stronger beginning, I probably wouldn't have changed my mind on that. But I was just like, I can't do it, man. I, I don't. I actually like our format. I like that we pick apart the show and and criticize it because we're the anti-talking dead that way. I've always been kind of proud of that. Um, but I just, I think I'm just boring myself. I, I can't listen to myself read the whole plot again after watching it twice or three times already. <laughs> I, I swear, I, I got to be boring the shit out of you guys. I, I got to ref, refine my, my general format for all my shows. And I, I think I've come up with a pretty good system here, but I'm going to keep refining it. But uh, yeah, if you want all the, the deep details, I guess you're going to have to watch it yourself, kids. David Pasquarello, don't know what to tell you. Unless we have an overwhelming flood of emails at cheapscottproductions at gmail.com. 
or zmail.com, whatever you want to try to mail it to. Uh, or you can join our, our Facebook uh, Facebook group for the Walking Dead cast, and we'll definitely keep commenting in there and, and posting news. And the larger issue, too, is that I just don't like that we have we know so much about the, the season coming up, you know, that we know Rick Grimes is departing one way or another. We know Maggie's probably departing. It just you know, kinda, that, that, that's a problem with every show now. It is, and it's, but I mean, it doesn't work when you have a show like this that's always declared. It's like anyone can go at any time, and we're going to surprise you. And and when surprises, CW likes to do that. Yeah, yeah. You know, they did it. They did it with Supergirl. They uh, announced cast changes for the next season two days before the finale. Yeah, it's dumb. It's like really, it's just freaking dumb. I mean, and yeah, things get leaked, but you know, you can control your press releases. You know, yeah. There's no excuse there. Um. Or just tighten up the ship, man. I mean, something. Well, I mean, you know, earlier when when Nick died, that was a complete shock to everybody. They kept that one quiet. Yeah, yeah. They didn't, and that I was, was glad for that. That yeah. was beautiful True. that they were able to do and, that. And so. and we didn't know anything about Maggie. I mean, not or Maggie, Maddie, no. uh, Maddie either. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I mean we assumed just from the way. I mean that's why I wasn't really. I thought the whole kind of the whole format of this season was just dumb that way with the flashbacks and it's just like you kind of know what's going to happen before it happens you know you know who's not going to be in jeopardy and who is going to be in jeopardy you know when you see the flash forwards you know or the flashbacks from people that are alive you know nothing's going to happen to them in the flashbacks so it's just yeah i don't get the choices there you know and and the the other show i think some of the leaks came from well especially the maggie thing you know somebody else releases that Lauren Cohen is doing a pilot, you know, the, that kind of puts the Walking Dead promotion on uh, marketing on its heels. Yeah, yeah. And there's been so much talk in the last few years about about actor contracts, how long that show is going to go, that they kind of have to answer those questions. And, At this point, I hate to say it, I think they'd be smart to, like, do, it's like, we reach 10 years, 10 years of The Walking Dead, and end it after that, and maybe end this one after five. If you want to merge the two for one big, glorious, freaking you know, family reunion at the end, go for it, or whatever, but... Um, or end of series. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, like, maybe 10 years is, is the good place to cut it off. Because <laughs> neither show is going to have a satisfying ending. No, they can't. I mean... Now, how long has Walking Dead been on already? This will be the ninth season coming up, so... Yep. Well... Yeah. I don't think they're going to survive much more, uh, considering they killed off the main characters. Yeah. Well, I mean, not Rick himself, because he left, and I can't say that I blame him, but I'm pretty sure he left for what he couldn't refuse. Yeah. His family. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. Yeah. And he's right, though. The older kids get the less portable they are. I love the way he said that. (laughs) You know. They get to a point where they're not as portable as they used to be. It's you know, like, it's a, like, it's a back, I, like they're a backpack. Yeah, I don't think there was ever portable. <laughs> but yeah, he's right. The, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's dealing with school now, and yeah. So, I wouldn't. I don't know if I. I wouldn't want to be on the other side of the world for, uh, you know, six to ten months out of the year. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, not only that, the kids are old enough now that they just want to be able to hang with their friends and be regular teenagers, or yeah. you know. Uh, Stability is nice. I I, I think his kids are a lot younger than that. Yeah, but still, stability is nice. 
Yeah. And they're they're going to be at home. Where does he live in? England. Yeah. England. Yeah. Uh, I noticed they haven't been doing as much like the music montages in this season either, and you know they used to have some really good pop music going on in in particular places, and I felt that was maybe a little missing. You know, could have done an opening montage of like what people have been doing. Doesn't always work, but they've they've had some pretty good music on this show too. So maybe that budget's running out as well. I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. It just seems like for the first time, it seems like fear is becoming the uh, redheaded stepchild. Yeah, it didn't feel that way before, but it's starting to feel that with this season. And I just wonder if that's like almost like a, you know, I don't know, almost like sour grapes or something that, you know, it's had to be recognized on the other show that Fear was pumping out some better scripts a lot of times, and then that the other show was more hobbled by the comics, and now we're just like, ah, maybe we ought to rein this one in so it doesn't make us look bad over on the other one. I don't know. With the changes the show made, they don't have to be hobbled by the comics anymore. No, I'll be interested the, the to see. The is that they never both at the same time were so good that you couldn't wait to watch the next show that was coming on. They have always been one or the other has always been lacking. Yeah, and you shouldn't run two shows if you can't make them the best that they can be. I'll be interested to see what the uh, should have probably looked it up before this show if I was a well prepared podcaster I would have but what the uh, the ratings did over on Fear since the Morgan thing I'm gonna bet that they didn't have a real sizable impact no they they didn't as far yeah. as I recall yeah. uh, the I mean the 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 ratings for Fear since the first season were never that great. No, but I mean they yeah, were pretty still steady. Than I most think AMC shows. Yeah, and they were steady. Mm-hmm. I think they held a pretty steady audience because we, you know, I think that I think that one actually inspired a little more loyalty than the flagship show. You know, and the people that were watching it regularly, um, you know, I think a lot of people ducked out with the, the Glenn shenanigans and stuff. Um, you know, in the in the regular Walking Dead, well, it's it, the numbers are there, not enough to make a dent, but people laugh. I got the numbers. Yeah. The uh, the first episode, the uh, the Morgan episode, mm-hmm. that had four point oh nine million. Then they dropped to three point oh seven. Okay. Hmm. Two point seven one. Oh boy. They bottomed. God, they they bottomed that at episode forty four. Oh no, for episode forty six, they bottomed out at and. Which which episode was this? Was this Close Your Eyes? Uh, no, that's next week. Close no. Your Eyes is next week. Okay. This oh, one. So, um, okay. So this people one, like us. All right. So this was the lowest rated episode of the season. Oh, one Jesus. one point one point eight eight. See, Morgan brought him down, man. Morgan's no, he's not helping. No. It sounds like well, he brought him down. <laughs> I mean, well, how we, many episodes is Morgan in before they killed Nick? Three, four, yeah, yeah was, they did it. Didn't, it wasn't Morgan himself who brought the show down. It was knowing that they lost Maddie and Nick. Probably, yeah, but I mean that. I don't think any of that would have happened if they hadn't done the whole switcheroo and Ed brought 
Morgan and new characters and like, oh, we got to get some high profile former TV stars to save this thing. And it hasn't done it. And, 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 we, o- and we all kind of knew it wouldn't have done it. Yeah. And overall, the average ratings have been going down. Season one was 7.61. Yeah. Season two was 4.19. And season three was 2.36. What's really sad is that Alicia could have carried the show if they would have written her script better. Yeah. She had no problem carrying a few shows that she did. And I bet you that the way they've written her and making her impossible to want to deal with is what's hurting this show. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, we also got some good characters. I like the story that's going on with John. I mean, I like John. Yeah. And I, I like I like uh, um, Althea. Yeah. I, I, like, I like those characters. I want to see where they can go. Um, they're more compelling to me than any of the other characters, Maddie, Nick, or any of them, and especially Strand right now. He's one trick pony. Yeah, yeah. No, and I so, agree with that. I do. Yeah. Well, them and Alicia, who I'm still watching for. I give a fuck about Luciana or Strand at this point. Or Charlie, please end fucking... Close your eyes is the next episode. Good, somebody's dying. We need to <laughs> clean out some we, of the mess. We, we, we need an episode entitled uh, Look at the Flowers. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's what that is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the, the Walking Dead Twitter is uh, just not real happy about Charlie at all. <laughs> not much I mean, to be happy about. And I hate, I'm sure that the young actress is doing her best, and she's, she's a good facial actor. I don't but even I, think it's her either. I think no. that the kid has got some chops, no doubt. But yep. I don't think that they need to introduce another kid into Fear or Walking Dead. They need to leave it be. As it is, they're already going to have a kid with Maggie when she yeah. gives birth. And it would be... You know, the second kid to be born on the show. Yeah, you don't need a Carl. The adults can no. just have a good show. I mean, yes, I agree. <laughs> just I mean, yeah, we want to show that people are still. You know, there is hope for a new generation in the apocalypse and stuff. That people aren't just going to start stop breeding and things. But I mean, are you, are, what are you she do is run and do a kid camp. You know, that are ran with a few adults. Yeah, but just. Pass through. Don't don't have it on the show continuously. Yeah. yeah. Mm, a Lord of the Flies camp. Yeah. That would be that would a compelling work. episode. Yeah. Huh. It's kind of a trope, but it's it's doable. Lost Boys, you know, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Even though one of the Fallout games has a big, uh, you know, kid. I think it's Fallout Three has a big kid community in in the apocalypse. You know, they have they actually send anyone over sixteen to another town to get killed, basically. <laughs> so yeah, it can be done. Well, I mean, it happened in Vietnam. Yeah. yeah. Well, did did the zombie apocalypse start in summer? Oh, uh, because know if it that, did, yeah. then some kids were at camp. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, we could even have a Crystal Lake show up. You know. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Friday the Thirteenth movies probably existed. Jason was technically a zombie after about the second movie. So. Um, I don't know. All right, I'm getting loopy because I need nicotine. You guys got anything else? 
Oh, I, I don't. I, I'm done on this one. Yeah, yeah so am I. But we'll be watching the next one. Do you mind if I... Uh, I, I know that Mike would probably like to give a plug on his show. you mind if I give a little plug on mine? Yeah, go for it. Might as well, I guess. Yeah. I, I mean, if you guys aren't aware, there's a lot going on in the world of John Byrne. I've uh, seen Mr. Elliot posting about meeting him and such. Yeah, asshole. he went to the costume. <laughs> and getting a kiss from him. A yeah, kiss? I got a kiss from him, yeah. Awesome. And uh, Shatner was there also. William Shatner was there, and so they got, they shared a stage. Oh, nice. Uh, and Shatner just sung the praises of John Byrne. Anyway, Tim and I are going to put it together a show. We're going to discuss that. We're going to discuss the work that Byrne's been doing on his website for free, where he's gone back and, and, and revisiting the old uh, all-new, all-different X-Men from when they uh, the death of Jean Grey. Oh, that's all on his website? I thought that was actually a book that they were doing. No, this is something he did just to scratch an itch. He had not done he had not done any regular he could do that without Marvel coming down on him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Legally he you you know, commissions uh, pictures of superheroes that they draw at the conventions, they really shouldn't be able to do that. Right. But Marvel turns a blind eye to him because A it gives them free advertising and B, you know, they would alienate every single artist there is out there who yeah. makes their real bread and butter yeah. when they go to the conventions. You don't get to so own their creations, yeah. They turn they turn <laughs> a blind eye to these things. They let it happen. Burns basically scratching an itch and telling you an Elswin story right. of, of, of those X-Men. And it is gorgeous stuff. It is like going back 40 years in time. Right. No, Honeywell told me about that. Gone. Honeywell told me about that, and I was like, oh, fuck, I can't afford something like that. I'm sure, you know, I figured it was coming out as an actual comic. Well, the thing is, is that C.B. Sabolsky, the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, showed up at Boston Con and said, we need to talk. Uh-oh. And it was a very happy, friendly, oh, we need to talk. This guy loves John Byrne. Well, and, you know, it probably Joe will Kisana's, be in a book eventually, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so better so go read it, him now. <laughs> it looks like they'll be able to do the, the X-Men elsewhere, but he'll also get to go back and do Hidden Years, finish yeah. Hidden Years. Right. Oh, nice. Which uh, they should have let him do. But, but again, you know, Tim and I are going to be discussing that. We're going to be going over the artwork. We're going to be going over everything that we can and uh, speculate as much as possible, too. That's going to be on regular third degree burn. It's what we call third degree bulletin. We okay. did one last month showing the first uh, eight pages, and we're going to go over the rest of the ones that he did there. He did about twenty pages total, and uh, he is still tinkering with them in a very George Lucas type way, um, though not not ruining them. Though he did actually have to change one page because people said that Wolverine was being a little creepy. Okay. Isn't that what Wolverine does? Yeah, I was going to say, isn't that kind of a Wolverine thing? He was going to give 13-year-old Kitty Pryde a spanking. Oh, dear. Yeah, that might not be a good idea. Yeah, that. so so he got told by several people, this might be a little creepy, so he read full pages. <laughs> you know, you know John seems to, seems to like doing that. <laughs> if, the world of Metropolis, a miniseries that he did in the late 80s, involved a scene with... Uh, like 16-year-old Lois Lane getting strip-searched and spanked. Oh, dear. Yeah, well, some artists have yeah. some issues. That's that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> well, maybe that's why Lois Lane was so um, unlikable in the Burn era. Well, she definitely hated Lex Luthor. Well, she was such a witch all the time. She just... <laughs> I didn't understand how Superman liked her. <laughs> that that version that he wrote, you know, from, no. from day one, yeah. she was just never nice. 
Oh, newsflash, yeah. sometimes male writers don't do women all that well. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but but Mike, did you have anything you wanted to talk about? I know you got got a lot going on. Oh, I, yeah, you got something I wanted to be a part of, but couldn't, because I really didn't have the resources, but your Superman thing. Yes. You don't have to have the resources. I'll. You've always got an open invite to my show, Scott. You know that. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I know. So... Yes, yeah, so, uh, right now on the Man of Screen podcast, I am uh, kind of powering through challenge, season three of Super Friends, challenge of, uh, which is the challenge of the Super Friends season, what I think many people believe is the uh, the best season of the series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Then I might have to jump on an episode if I can find the uh, things to rewatch. You're going to have to do it soon because I've only got four left to do. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm trying to, because those episodes are kind of airing now. So I'm like, basically, I'm I'm working on next week's episode this week, mm-hmm. which is not good. Are you um, talking a lot of Black Manta? A little bit, you know. The problem with, the, with, with the Aquaman trailer, you figured that'd be a subject for discussion. Well, I'm kind of the, the thing is, you know, I'm supposed to you know be doing the shows in advance, so I don't like to talk about a lot of oh, current stuff. Understood. You know, just because well, I mean I could do it now because I'm kind of way up against the uh, the deadline here. But I mean, I mean, all the villains are there, but it's just not. You know, they don't get a lot of story. You know, it's right. You know, but but I have been keeping a fun tally on the challenge of the Super Friends episodes. In, in the beginning of the villain that complains, because <laughs> <laughs> I no, I noticed in the first four episodes, it's always like so once in a while there's somebody else who complains about, you know, about how futile their plans are. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been keeping a running list, a list on that. Cool. So, who's the biggest whiner so far? Uh, so so far, uh, so far, uh, so far, nobody has whined more than once. But Luthor has threatened them all. <laughs> oh, it's his thing, yeah. And I, I am having trouble getting used to Solomon Grundy talking normally. <laughs> he kind of talks like a, a cowboy redneck zombie, <laughs> and, and not quoting his nursery rhymes. Oh, erase that thought from your mind. We can't have any cowboy redneck zombies on Fear the Walking Dead, but it's yeah, okay over there. But in October, and I've actually got four of the five episodes recorded already, and October's going to be Superman the Movie Month, where I'm going through, and Brian was a guest on one of those episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the first, first one, one, I believe. Yeah. Yep. And that's A lot of fun. be in October. So I've got... So far, I first episode had uh, Brian and Patrick Delmore. Mm-hmm. The second episode was Wicked Crowded. Was uh, now I don't want to forget anybody. I had Aaron Hanley, Bob Fisher, J. David Weeder, and Dario Gonzalez. Oh, sweet! Did you get a word in edgewise? It's it's a three and a half hour. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! Podcast. Oh man. <laughs> And uh, the third episode, I allowed me to uh, scratch something off my podcasting bucket list. I was joined by Andrew Leyland. Awesome. Yeah. Which means I got up really early on a Wednesday morning. Yeah, it's <laughs> worth it. It's worth it. It was, it was yeah. definitely worth it. My favorite podcasting was doing his uh, Firefly cast a couple episodes. Yeah. And uh, I haven't recorded the fourth episode yet, but I recorded the fifth. Uh, my, my friend uh, Tom Benny and I talked about the extended cut. Mm-hmm. And what was really interesting about that is that Tom actually saw the TV version before he saw the theatrical cut. 
So when we all talk about what was added to the extended cut, yeah, he, he thinks of it as what was cut out. Right. So oh, that was yeah. a, so that was a very interesting dynamic. Hmm. So, so we did that last night actually, and that's going to be epi- that's going to be the fifth episode. I suppose and, I could pimp something on my mind. Oh, you're not done. Go ahead, Mike. And uh, I'm still working on getting the uh, fourth episode uh, recorded. That's probably going to happen sometime in the next few weeks. It's on Man of Screen Podcast right on this very network. And I'm, yep. uh, we're in the middle of doing Preacher Season 3 over on Weekly Heroics. And Hughes, you're still invited, you know. You just got to let me know when you can show up. Oh man, this last week's was great. <laughs> yeah, I, I listened, but I'm still three seasons behind. No, I did. I did defer to uh, I had a little personal disaster here yesterday, so uh, Hero and Pat Delmore taking the next two episodes or last week's episode and the upcoming one for the Preacher Cast. So contact them if you want to record. You might be doing it Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, carving out time for us to to podcast has been getting harder and harder. Yeah, yeah, here too. Um, oh, it sure has. But you know, the thing is, when when we do get some free time, we just play Fortnite. Yeah. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, those games will suck up the rest of your free time real quick. Yeah. Oh, it's a family affair, though. Mother, yeah, your mother, cool. son, and father, and um, our daughter's roommate Jazz joins us too. Mm-hmm. And we go out and get killed by much better players all over the world. <laughs> yeah, I've always been really bad at those games. <laughs> They're fun, though. Oh, but I have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Well, thanks, guys. We had fun. Tonight. Yeah, thank you all for uh, coming back. And sorry to, to drop the uh, the semi-bad news on you like live like this. But um, it's not bad news. Hopefully we, we can improve the show and, and just kind of streamline it and... You know, if they start really grabbing me again with the plots, we'll definitely go back to weekly again. But uh, it's, it's on you, writers and directors and producers. and Emailers. Uh, yeah. Emailers, yeah. So, yep. yeah, and emailers. Uh, CheapScottProductions at gmail.com. Love to hear from you about anything. Uh, and that's for any podcast I do. You can send stuff there. Um, or, or our Facebook page. Yep. Um yeah, love to. We we occasionally get a new member there out of the blue every now and then. So I mean, that's still active, and there's still people coming in and enjoying our stuff. Yeah, and I, I hope I, I'm not disappointing any of them with this, but it's just it's I if I gotta be passionate about this if I'm gonna do it well. I don't want to do it. I'm gonna fast. be sad if anyone writes and says, "Man, I'm with you." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Fuck this show. Yeah. Well, accept that too. You know. You know, I've run into some of the uh, the same thing on, on my own show when I'm, you know, I mean, obviously my own, my own show is an index, but when I get to the lesser material, it's more of a, ugh. Yeah, it's just a chore, man. Season <laughs> one of Super Friends was like that. Yeah. See, that's, that's why we did Third Degree Burn is not an index show. We can pick from any point in 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 this 40 year body of work and you know rarely do we get a dog the wonder woman issue i think was the the hardest one to do oh the yeah that was the hardest one to read yeah oh that was terrible that was before he really figured out what he wanted to do and that's the first time i'd seen a situation like that for him so anyway that's that's all i got 
All right, well, I'll be back in uh, about eight-ish weeks, I suppose, uh, for the season wrap-up of Fear of the Walking Dead, and then uh, probably with the new season of uh, regular Walking Dead, probably going like, to start the same night again or something, isn't it? Is it yeah. that far off? So are we going to cover both shows at the same time, the series finale of Fear and... Yeah, if they do that again, if they do them both in the same night, we'll we'll probably cover them together. Or should or, or should we break them up? Cover the season of the half season of Fear and yeah, yeah, we could do that. Then we'll, just do then then just let Walking Dead be its own thing. Yeah, like, the, the, the plan is for the yeah, Walking Dead shows basically four four of our shows a season now. So yeah, unless they come out, I mean, if suddenly there's like the best episode ever, unless they come we'll, out swinging. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, jump in and. And cover any like super like I mean if there's like major like if they decide to somehow kill off Rick in episode three next season or something we'll definitely jump on and do that one you know any major events and stuff we'll consider doing you know a separate show on maybe even a recap here or there but uh, just for now for my own sanity and entertainment we're, we're going to do this but it'll still be good and I, I got a little idea for for what our opening. Uh, poems going to be for this episode so if I can get it done so we'll see how that works out I'll either read it myself or copyright pirate it (laughs) (laughs) do a little doors this time that's uh, Fear the Walking Dead cast we'll be back in about uh, well wrap up the season so hope you'll join us then and hope you enjoy this one for Brian Hughes, Mukezumo, Muc- yeah, Mukezimo. Muc- yeah. Sounds like a Superman <laughs> villain. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like something I blow out of my nose. <laughs> yes. yes. Mike Zumo, that would be the lovely and talented Beth Hughes and me, Scotty. How's it going? We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. It's raining dead. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's raining. In our life, a little rain must fall. We're dead too. <laughs> and laugh tracks in the background, of course. <laughs> Good night, Mr. Bimple. You've been listening to Fear the Walking Dead cast on the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network.